What's up, guys? Real quick announcement from Carol. We would love to invite you to a live podcast that we'll be doing on Saturday, December 14th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. in Oakland, California at The Crown, which is Royal Coffee's lab and tasting room. Um, You do not have to pay any monies, but you do have to RSVP. It is going to admit 65 humans. Sorry, um, 65 humans, and you'll have to hit the link that I put in the show notes. And then you're going to go there, you're going to hit the buy tickets button, but you're actually not going to necessarily buy anything unless you want to be a good human and donate stuff. Then you're going to come show up, and there's also going to be empanadas available to munch on. So can we hang out? Okay, cool, bye. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Just talking to Grace. She's real excited. She She's finally going to... Uh, she's chosen to wait to go to Origin until Charles Jack goes. So she Why? Was, I don't know. You could ask. We're going to have to ask her about that. But why, do you, why, why are you trying to wait? I think her she and Charles have a special know. bond. Yeah. You don't want to go to Origin by yourself? She wanted to wait for Charles. You're scared? <coughs> You're scared that someone might attack you with a surfboard in the back again? Surfboard. <laughs> surfboard. I mean, it's a real fear. I'd be scared, too. So, yeah, Chuck's, Chuck's going to Honduras this year, and so Grace is You don't have to get in. in the water. Grace has never been to Origin? Never. She, she put it off. Dang, dude. I'll tell you how it is. It's like a country, but a different one. That's 100% 50-50 truth. It's like where you live, but it's not the same. You need a passport, and by 2020, you're going to need the driver's October, license. you're going to need a double passport. Special license. Yeah, it's the spe- <laughs> I've been specially licensed to leave and or travel. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, take your car. Who are you? I'm special. I'm special. I've got <laughs> My mom three forms so. of identification here. She said I'm good. She said are, it's nice. Are you about to go give thanks at <laughs> Modesto for Fuck being no. able to leave Modesto? This is oh, what I'm going to do. Are you going to go to Pismo? Jenny and I and Adam and April oh. are our good friends. Yep. We're going to L.A. So oh. we had planned to do a trip. We were going to drive down there on Thursday, the day of Thanksgiving. Right. We're staying for a couple of days in the standard because oh, yeah. they allow pets. Yeah, yeah. Because we have a dog and they have a dog. So going there. Then the other day, David hit me up and he's like, Thinking about going to L.A. on Wednesday for just a day trip to uh, <laughs> go to race service and see the coffee thing that Minotti's does the coffee right. for. 
And then also get my hair chopped off because he's got super long hair. So he's going to braid it, get it chopped off and donate it to like a locks of love kind of organization. Is he going to go to like, are you trying to take him to barbershop club then? Yeah, we booked a barbershop club. Nice. Well, he booked the barbershop club. Right. And you're going to just come with and hang out with Woody, I booked Woody a, and the squad? Uh, I had a haircut not too long ago, so I right. booked a back of the neck razor cleanup. Yeah. Because it was like. Just a touch up. It's like 25 bucks yeah. and we're on a budget and the totally. haircut's like baller. So you get, is Jenny going down or is she coming down separate? No. So I told him, I was like, well, I'm down to go. We were already going to be there. So I can just get another hotel day, but I can't do that and get a plane ticket. So right. if we drive, I'm down to go with you. So he's like, cool. We can leave between 2 and 5 a.m. So that's the time. <laughs> we're leaving at 3. I think we're leaving at 3.30. Sick. So every day, yesterday and the day before, I got into bed really early. To try to practice. For to try to <laughs> practice. I'm going to try to go to bed at 7 o'clock tonight. How does that we'll, work? Um, well, the last two nights I got into bed at 8.30. So physically got into bed at 8.30. Yeah. Um, Do you take, are you trying to take melatonin to change the game? Melatonin kind of fucks me up, honestly. It, it doesn't work? It puts me to sleep, but then I'll always wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah, because your circadians are off. It <laughs> yeah, can happen. I don't, I don't know what it is. So I, I've been trying to just relax. So I haven't been falling asleep right away, but I've just been kind of in bed and yeah. like floating just in and out of sleep. <laughs> and then just planning the last two days to where I get everything done like as tight as I can. Yeah. And just make sure I have everything done like early. So that you can just start the wind So down. I've been like going to the gym early in the morning. Yeah. And trying to leave the afternoon open. So I skipped the gym this morning. I'm going to go in the afternoon because I was like, oh, we got our meeting. Yep. So we're going to do it up. No one's here anyway, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> we're going to do it up. Eat I the food. I got a frog in my throat. But it's cool because we're just switching the places. So, so you, we'll switch places. I'm going to put in earplugs. Yeah. Throw up the blackout curtains and just lay in my bed. Because you're not trying to sleep in the car. You're going to try to be a homie. I'm going to try to be awake. Yeah. Because yeah. David doesn't really sleep. So I'll catch try up to, to him hang one with day. him. <laughs> And then John Gruden doesn't sleep either, so I think it's fine. You don't need to. Yeah. If he, you're those John kinds John Gruden of was a NFL football cooch. So I'm sure I won't fall asleep right away, but I also I had coffee really early. And okay. I'm all, I only had the one cup for the past three days. So okay. I'm like trying to avoid the stimulants. Mm. And I won't I don't eat anything sugary regularly, but I right. won't eat any You're not gonna have a marshmallow. I won't have that. any like afternoon carbs or anything, you know? So you'll go down Wednesday. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. this morning, basically. In like 12 hours, you're leaving. Yeah, pretty much. Give or take. Yeah. 10. We get 10. up at 3, take a shower. Yeah. So we'll go 3.30. This is old school. You used to do this for ritual. It's fine. 3.30 to 9.30 or 10, we'll be driving, and we'll go straight to race service. Yeah. To have coffee You'll from Minotti's. Yeah. I don't know who's going to be working there. And look at the cars and talk right. to the people. And then the only time slot that the og woody had at the barbershop club in the afternoon was 12 so Perfect. we're gonna dip from race service we'll be there for like an hour and a half two right. hours you're Go close. straight from there to the barbershop club it's like 10 minutes away yep he'll get his hair chopped off right and then we have two other things that we want to do one is this one is this crazy restaurant that i can't remember the name of that like, he'll send me these weird-ass pictures of these places that look so fucking sick that you can't even imagine them. And I was like, where are you? And he's like, I don't even know. Because <laughs> that's just how he is. And then he has to figure out where he is. Um, we're going to go there. And then this so other random L.A. spot. It just looks like it looks like you're walking into a deserted alley. It's somewhere in the Arts District. Oh, uh, it's one of those. Okay. it's like something that looks... 
like a club that's in Japan. Sure. So we're going to go there and then probably have dinner at this rooftop place that I've seen pictures of it's that nice looks to go to roofs. pretty savage. Yeah. It might be raining, but they have a cover, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to rain all week starting like tomorrow. So, it's yeah. So it's just like a power day to where I was like, man, getting up at three. I mean, you're, it sounds if you're like relax, crap. It's kind of nice, actually. But then I'm you're like, tired. Eh. And then that night you get there and you eat the food and you're tired early. And then you just like relax into your couple days. Plus, I'm like, dude, give me an adventure. Life is so fucking lame. Like, let's do something. <laughs> Give me an adventure. Give me an adventure. I just want to go on an adventure. You're going. So I'm going on an adventure. We're gonna so you're going to do a pre-adventure to another adventure, pre-adventure, right? Pre-adventure. I mean, Thanksgiving's going to be chill. Jenny and, and all of them are coming down, like, the next day then, Thursday morning? Yeah. Okay. Jenny will drive. She'll Without leave, in like, April, Thursday like, together? Morning. They're going to leave at the same time. Oh, okay. different So cars. she'll drive her own car. Cause you'll, you'll, yeah. You, yeah. And then so you guys will be there through, like, Sunday? Uh yeah, we come back on Sunday. Dude, that's full on, dude. Full on. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> I know. I don't even have so enough shit. clothes for that shit. <laughs> you don't I, need them. I tried to pack. I was Same like, pants. I don't have every day. Stuff. It's not even a problem. So that's what real minimalism is. I don't know what we're gonna do the rest of the day. It's just like relax, probably. Were it's you just, guys staying at the standard the whole time? Yeah. You got a rooftop bar there too. They do have a rooftop yeah, bar. Yeah, you got a rooftop pool. It's, it's fine. Ho- hopefully you're not staying too high up because they throw the party like every night. I'll be cool. I bring yes, earplugs head- everywhere now. Yeah, you're good. Unless I forget. You, well, you won't. I forgot, you're I forgot when we were in L.A. and I could hear your like uh, nighttime sounds coming out of your earbuds. Was that when we were in the hotel with the you like Venice? No, that was the new hotel that no one had ever seen. Oh, at. the brand new new. Yeah. 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 And you could hear that. Yeah. But for some reason, it went on for like super long time. Oh, that was when the podcast actually. It didn't. I didn't set my timer and it, it was kept talking. It was talking. <laughs> and I was like, your own ASMR, I can't dude. I forgot ear earplugs. It's cold. It's crazy how loud those things are from the outside. It's because they're, yeah, they're when not the room's sealed. like dead quiet. Yeah, you yeah. have to have the sealed ones. Or else there was some fucking asshole listening to music on those things, and I thought he had his computer on. And I was like, who is this guy? And I kept looking at him. And He's then he <laughs> ended up taking out over the ears and putting those on. I think he caught the vibe that He's I was. He's an over the ear sort of guy. I was like uh, judging him really hard. Mm, you know what's neat? Our faucets are in. <laughs> <laughs> They're the bath mats in. The like, bath mats, new bath. Noel, dude. Uh, it's great. Our faucets did come in, so once again, they're in. Noel is the guy that we met at the faucet store. Yep. Who we walked in, and he just treated us like shit, like right out of the gate, because we look like stupid kids with yep. no money. Yep. And then after about ten minutes, he was fully on our team. So shout out to Bay Plumbing and Noel Bay for Plumbing, holla at your boy. keeping your minds open. You Dude, know, Noel's for the tight. We just tight. we just look like a couple of kids out here trying to trying to keep it honest. If I saw him at a random club, I would. Uh, you think he owned it? I would talk to him. Yeah, yeah he I looks like he, a nightclub. He <laughs> He's sure. a nightclub guy for sure. Like nice, dude. <laughs> for like, sure, you got a super bright, oh, yeah, almost paisley, like, like the new shirt. Aqua Di Gio form. Dude, fitting. he had a toothpick <laughs> in and like a fresh cut beard was trimmed. Who's not trimmed? <laughs> well, <laughs> Brian Bullard. Brian's growing it out, dude. He's growing it hard. We're sitting in the roastery for all y'all who want a quick synopsis of our sitch. We're sitting, <laughs> set, we're sitting in our roastery. They've had a week. Gosh, our busiest week to date. Putting in time. Putting in hot beans. We got new team member Christopher in the on the mic. Not on the mic. On Christopher's the, not on the mic, on but the he sack is packer. in the building. Sack packer. He's wearing a beanie. Um, 
I watched the first episode of Imagineering on Disney Plus. And I don't it was, even know what that is. It's a docu series on the Imagineers, but it's what a, is that? The Imagineers are the people that essentially created all the shit for Disney lands and worlds. They're the people who are in charge of figuring out how like to make the stuff that is like com- never been made before work. Mm. So, but it's starting with the most their earliest ones from the people who like created Disneyland and how that worked and transitioning from making films and and how Disney would pull together people who are like good at and robotics and background and color and then like make them work together but the cool part of that was how they're trying to show the imperfection and the R&D and the path to do what they ended up doing and moreover the stuff of like how gnarly it was and how like borderline how they just failed a ton of times to end up creating what looks perfect. So kind of just showing like the reality and not like the Disney's perfect world, but more like the how do we figure out and problem solve all this stuff. And so that was really neat. Mm. And finding out that things that I kind of knew, but seeing the depth and hearing from the people who helped put on and create like whatever, the robots like Abraham Lincoln and how they utilize like business strategies to like, use the world's fair to get funding by the world's fair to make rides that they would take from the world's fair to put into Disney. Cause they were so over budget. They didn't have money to make stuff at Disney. So they would take <laughs> like small funny. world. The iconic ride was built on the funding of the world's fair. Oh, interesting. And then a huge success of the world's fair and then replanted at Disneyland forever. So weird, just weird stuff where it was like three times over budget to build Disney proper. And just like how so much stress Walt Disney was under. We can build a cafe somewhere else. And then just move it over here, and then we'll be good. <laughs> I would, I would say we can. Get, I don't know yet. We can get. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> we can get some funding. Yeah, from the world's. What's the new equivalent of the world's fair? The internet. Google. Can we get some funding from the internet? <laughs> I was gonna say, probably. Internet. Want to give us some money? Build a freestanding cafe on the budgeting of Tech Titans, and then yeah, make sure like that it was movable. So when we're done, we can just plant it in a square building. Like a pop-up at Facebook that we could uh, build in the four containers. Yeah, exactly. And then those can just they be can like... get helicoptered yeah. out. Well, basically, we're talking modular homes in the form of cafes yeah. that are movable. Tiny cafes is the new thing. Like just, in the yeah. tiny house village, you need yeah. a tiny cafe. Tony Shea, we're talking about a future here. And you can move it anywhere, right? So I let's mean, say totally. you, you go into this neighborhood and the neighborhood turns into like a steaming sack of shit. You just move the cafe into the new new other neighborhood or you move the cafe in to take it from a steaming sack into a nice pristine flower pot of compost oh you're talking about the circle of life here we could do we could go either way all i'm saying is yeah you pull it if it's crap or you put it in if it's crap and you don't know which is which it could go either way either way there is no santa claus so you have to create the santa you want in your life the biggest lie ever did you tell your kids about santa claus Ah, uh, no, no, no. They knew right away. I mean, we tell our kids about the, the like, St. Nicholas and how, where he came, where the idea of Santa Claus came from. But nah, no, no, no. They knew. They're, they're, they're actually too smart. to. They were, like, they asked too good of questions to realize there's no way to back up the belief in Santa Claus. You hear that, everybody out there? Is kids believe in Santa Claus? They're dumb. <laughs> Your kids are not smart enough. We do, we do allow for a lot of imagination. So things, are giants real? And I'm like, honestly, there were eight to ten foot tall people in the past so like kind of maybe dinosaurs were real and we don't have them anymore so things that are unproven i'm like i can't tell you that i don't believe it was possible that they were around and i'm super down to believe they are versus just assuming there's no imagination in the world so we kind of that's our that's our stance generally for Mm. things that we can't prove 
you know right. is all our giants real and i'm like well well the cool like thing about imagination is that you don't it doesn't even necessarily need to have any basis in fact it can be just for fun which as is as it great. turns out it can be just for fun just for creativity and just for, just that for brain whatever. space connection so yeah. i think uh that's actually one of the best things we could figure out how to do is to utilize our creativity to do something good so you know try not to stifle that because if you are <laughs> you're gonna be bumming you're a stupid parent out there or just a yeah or like a f- stupid frustrated human if you're not trying to flex your creative muscle did I talk about the kid at the gym? That's <laughs> pretty open. I can't remember if I talked about I don't the kid a at the gym story on the podcast. Kid at the gym. Okay, yeah. What, what, what was he doing? It must you know have been how people, creative. like when people have kids, they're like, if you don't have kids, you don't get to say shit about people that have kids. So I don't have kids, but I was at the fucking gym. <laughs> and this fucking lady was just in a weird zone. She was halfway working out, halfway on her headset talking to someone on the phone making what looked like maybe the most terrible business deal of all time and then this kid walks out and she was talking like in the weights uh sh- we were outside and there's oh the, you're like, like your outside workout space yeah, yeah there's yeah. like the like totally. the bar area free weighty yeah, hangers whatever ropes, you want to do it's like a kinesthetic area it's like a jungle gym yeah yeah, yeah. so kid w- comes out from inside i don't know how old he is 10 whatever they all look the same. Kid age. And she's just like, doesn't even say anything to him. She's like, where's the computer? And he's all, it's inside. She's all, get it. Someone's going to take it. Get out here. Get the computer. So he gets the computer. And he, it turns out he's doing his homework. And from what I gather from listening in, he's trying to write a story about a trip that he took and i i'm not so sure if it was like an actual trip or like this is a place where i would like to vacation and you're kind of painting a picture to describe to other people sure what you saw what went on it's it seemed like it was kind of like this immersive writing experience the dream of tripoli yeah let let me tell you about how it felt to be here Mm -hmm. and she's just fucking lighten him up and he's like i don't know how to do the next thing and she's all well what do you see what do you think you would do what would you do there if you were on vacation and he was just like i don't know i'm it just doesn't i don't know what to do and and she's like listen you better just do this shit don't make me smack you just like in front of everybody at the gym just like lighting this kid up who he just needs like a couple encouraging questions like i can tell like he just needs to be like well uh, cool like what would what would be the most exciting for you if you were on a cool vacation right. and you got to do whatever you want? What do you look forward to? Like like what what makes you happy? She's like, listen, you're gonna look like an idiot in class, and just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> dude, like, for like a half this an hour. This parent is stressed out, super stressed out. Also, she's still on the phone with someone else. Also, she's trying to do like crunches or something. And I just like, wow, this is intense. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I'm totally judging you How right now. How does Gino respond when you ask him the nice probing question? <laughs> Feeling pretty validated about <laughs> Sounds it. Sounds like you're actually prepped for dadding. Huh? I oh boy. was like, this is good. Not for you. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> not for you not, or your ch- Not really child. good for anybody. So, yeah, yeah here, kids, let me exciting. write you a story. So that, uh, long story short. You should have I interrupted and been like, what do you think it would have been like? What would a vacation be like if this person, your mom or whoever this is, wasn't with you? How fun would it be? I really wanted to jump in, honestly. I was like borderline. This kid needs some help. 
he needs a friend in the world and it is not his mom dude you could have immediately signed up to be his big brother i was like do you need a big brother you could have signed up and then you could have you know just been start and all of a sudden we'd have ourselves a non-profit through cat and cloud thank god called big cats big that's big, you big kitties big cats over little kittens <laughs> Yeah, so that, that made me upset, and I was like, yeah, no imagination. No, you're not really, you know, breeding that creative spirit with this one. Imagination. You're just like, I'm busy. That's a bummer. I'm fucking busy. Even weirder that she's like, you better do it. And you're like, ah. Dude, she was so aggressive. I was like, wow. Hopefully, she's all, here's your budget. Figure it out. Hopefully, you're not his mom. Hopefully, you're like the grumpy friend of the mom's aunt who just had to watch. What if it was like older sister? Oh, that would be amazing. I think the age <laughs> difference was too much. Unless it's like there Christina was some Applegate with the one kid. Weird, like sleeping with and honey people that are way too I young. The babysitter. Yeah, don't tell mom. It's hard to tell. Don't tell mom the babysitter. F dead. Jeez. So yeah, gym. Gym's a cool place to be. That's cool, man. Yeah. I. Uh, I'm looking forward to going to Sonoma as per the usual for my uh, holiday season, where we're gonna eat some smoked ham, have some fine wines. And <laughs> You know, live that country life. Sonoma, I just saw, ranked in the top top 25 or whatever. In the top 50, it was in the top 25 of happiest places to live in the United States. What do you think the criteria is? Their criteria was... Like uh, rich people mental, drinking wine? No, no, no. It was mental health, affordability, and income. Affordability. Yeah. Is it affordable up there? Yeah. Or is it but just affordable it's, compared it's to like the compared income? It's like compared to the income, it's affordable. So... Uh. Um, they did that. It was like three general criteria. Santa Cruz didn't make the list at all. Uh, not surprised. <laughs> we don't have a lot of big jobs for big expenses. Big jobs. But San, San Francisco did make the list. Really? Yeah, but that must be because a lot Why? of people make a lot of money. I don't know. It's the Mental money, health it's the money to. What does that mean? Everyone's happy? Maybe because everybody's so quote unquote woke there, you know? <laughs> are they? I feel like people in San Francisco are idiots. They speak woke. You could speak the language and you could still pass the test. I don't understand what's going on with San Francisco. I don't know, but it, Texas did pretty well. Texas? Texas. Happiness in Texas. Oh, tex Texas. Texas. That's great. Th th yep. Texas I can see did that. well. People in Texas know what they want. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're like, we're here to fuck shit up. We don't give a fuck what you su think. Surprisingly, like, there was a lot of towns in, in California that are ugly to look at that apparently have, like, really strong communities. Like? Irvine, mm. Anaheim. Really? Yeah. Anaheim? Yeah. I'm questioning the validity of this and list then, right about now. Um, San Diego was on there. That Santa Clara was on there. Santa Clara? San Jose was on there. Is this list made by Mark Zuckerberg or something? No, it was made by like, no, it was actually Business Insider. Business Insider. Same thing. <laughs> I don't think Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> making any Business Insiders right now. He's only making stuff for like uh, TechCrunch and, and Russian websites <laughs> at this point. That's where he's at. Is he selling info to the Russians? I mean, he's uh, he's like, I did or yeah, he theoretically they Great. they did like yeah. There's a whole thing about it. It's very funny. Oh, I don't look at the news, so when I hear it, it's terrifying. I only do it from Saturday Night Live typically. That's oh, okay. my best because they rip the news and and John Oliver. Every once in a while, Jenny watches Last Week Tonight, yeah, yeah. and then I'll, That'll I'll go. get a double dose of how much I hate the world. But oh, I it's think intense. it's coming back around. I feel like I could be a positive force for change. Somehow. I think you would laugh a lot if you watched the Will Ferrell Saturday Night Live because a bunch of people come back and they do a lot of fun. Is he still on Saturday Night Live? Oh, no. He's a guest star. He was gotcha. the host, I mean. Uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dan Will Ferrell's Not funny, Dane yeah. Reynolds. Uh, 
Damon Wayans. No, the Reynolds. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is on Ryan there. Re- I love Ryan Reynolds. I know. So he, uh, sorry, he was in oh. Will Ferrell fanboys on him for the such, whole monologue. Such a good, like, all-American <laughs> poster boy with sensitive feelings. You know what I mean? And able to to kill for fun in Deadpool. I think he... he yeah. And regur- he, re... Not gurgitate, but heal. Resuscitate himself. Re- regenerate is <laughs> regenerate. the word I was <laughs> He can resuscitate He himself. can regenerate he himself. He knows self-CPR. <laughs> <laughs> he just puts his wiener in his mouth and blows into it. And That's it what, I heard. New life. <laughs> I, what I heard. That was a PG-13 <laughs> joke, everyone. <laughs> Chris might be feeling it today. I've gotten a vibe from him. I was just thinking, <laughs> about, I was thinking about Texas. What would I say if I lived in Texas? Whatever I want is the, is the real thing. I drive whatever car I want. No small. Everything's bigger. <laughs> Everything's bigger. Including the guns and knives. Big motors. And the big, meats. Big boots. So what's your POV on the whole sitch this week? <laughs> <laughs> what sitch? The whole sitch, dude. What's the POV? We're doing. We're two days early on our podcast. We're getting into some general just twomp twomp planning. I mean, the holidays throw. I don't what know. Do they evoke in you. I'm dude? like avoiding avoiding the holidays mm. for sure. Avoid them. Um, I'm looking forward to the planning. Yeah, dude. It's gonna be, ri- I don't know what my stitch is for this week. A lot of people are... There's a lot of stuff in flux. Dude. Acid. <laughs> reflux. I mean, and then there's those little tiny things that you're just like, really? Which d- don't impact. <laughs> so, uh, example. We ordered 600 mugs. 600 OG diner mugs. They came it's with a, birthmarks. It's a big order. They came all defective. So we have to send them all back. But Pirates Press, which the dude who is our contact actually lives in Felton. Nice. Is being super dope with the the customer service. What a dope pal. Seven seven day turnaround on brand new ones. Nice. From LA. Okay. Because they're US printed, so Yeah. That was cool. I don't know how that happened, but that was super annoying. But dude. it's just these little things to where you order that much for the holidays. And it's like if we don't sell them during the holidays. We actually don't need that many of that particular thing. <laughs> sure. So, so that was cool. It's just little dumb. Those little dumb right. things, which I don't even have to deal with. Carol, you just get to think about it. But I just, I'm like, ugh, I get to have that moment of like, ah, eh. <laughs> and then, and then it's just a busy time. Yeah, that I mean, is just ripping it up. I always feel weird between now and. The, the end year? of the year. Mm. I think we talked about the same thing last year on the podcast. It just feels like there's a big lack of focus because a lot of people are stretched out doing a lot of different things. There's this, all this weird social pressure. So that's why we're escaping for Thanksgiving. And I don't know what I'm going to do for Christmas, but I am I might escape for that too. Just get out of here. And just not do You anything. should go do Boxing Day instead. Just play it low. You're just going to go to Canada and do Boxing Day. It's One of the thing. coolest Christmases I had to date was when we were living in Slow, and I did Christmas by myself, and I made a video about it. Maybe I'll link it below. It's like Let a really say, old I think video. I that video. I just you spent skate and eat and drink? Yeah, I skated, eaten. Didn't you had, lift some weights? Had burritos. I maybe no. worked out. I don't yeah. know, but I, it was cool. I just had no agenda other than, like, what would it feel like to document a Christmas day all by yourself, and what would you do if nothing? there was no pressure to do anything? And it was a really good day. Good dude, weather. Like, you like survived? I survived. I even watched a movie with my cat. Yeah, you did, dude. It was great. And you watching the movies is a big deal. That's like a holiday tradition. That's a holiday treat. I'm just watching some movies. <laughs> you should definitely do that again. I went to the butcher shop. They're busy. 
I'm sure. Super busy. Slicing meats. Slicing meats. Mm-hmm. Getting quoting you the stocks. A, quoting a Christmas story. Yeah, I don't know how I feel. I got Yeah, I don't know. The past just really lurks in, guys. If you're not paying attention, the past just lurks in in the subtle feelings of the holidays, everyone. So watch out. If you what have you weird Thanksgivings, you have weird Christmases, you might be feeling weird right now. It's just Check so in with you. Check in with you. You need to set time and check in with you. Yeah, I I have a dream to make a move for the holidays that's, mm. hey, everybody, just come to us. Just you come here. Oh, I get it. Like You're allowed. Is, yeah, it's like, this is better than where you live, for you sure. You should totally do that. There's way more stuff to do. Didn't you do that for one of them? I tried. I don't think it really worked out. Somebody came to, like, the the nordic houses or something didn't oh, they oh uh jenny's sister comes sometimes yeah and couldn't yeah they that was i don't know if it was for christmas though christmas is like a big ask got it but i'm just so sick of this family and that family and then the other family totally. and then this that family and then the, there's so many families you guys but it's whatever right also presents don't do presents yeah you don't you, do presents you, you so don't you're not do feeling presents. it right Unless you're getting you that new Bugatti, it's not on the table. I know. My mom's like, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, seriously, there's nothing that you can buy me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mom, you can't afford me. It's like, unless you want to spend a couple grand, there's nothing that I can't do for myself. And I can't ask you for that much. It's just a, it's just all, a How lose, about lose. you pitch in on my muffler? Just <laughs> I need some car stuff. Pitch in on a new hot car. I'm really trying to crank it up. I feel like... Yeah, there's so many different ways to crank it up. Maybe it's just, you know, who knows? Maybe in L.A. you'll hit some inspiration. Oh, I, I do every time. Yeah. Every time there. You come back just psyched? I'm Oh, yeah, just pumped. Ready to pump? There's people doing stuff over there. The things <laughs> look right over there. It's like... Things look right. It's pretty proper. I hung out with Janine last weekend. Yep, she came through. So she built the stuff at Portola, the original store. Um, and she had just got back from Japan, so yeah. she had a bunch of pictures of stuff that she saw. She's all excited. I was like, oh, what if we could build all of these things? Y'all, damn right. What if? We went Show house me. shopping for a day. Oh, yeah, just to, to walk in houses? Uh, just rental shopping. Not, oh. like, not like buy a house shopping, because we're not there, obviously, but what would it look like to downsize our rent? Super cool. <laughs> Turns out it's really challenging to downsize your rent. In this town? For yeah. sure. And, and Especially if you want a dog. kind of space. Found a really dope apartment on SoCal that's still kind of expensive, but it's just ridiculously small. It's like insanely tiny. Right. And you're just like, eh. Your dog will sit on your lap. And yeah. It's, at, at there the would be no table. room. We'd be on top of each other the whole time. That's the thing. Just kind of playing with ways to make totally. money, you know? <laughs> playing with Playing with maize. Ways and maize. Playing with maize. That's a corn. I'm playing with, I'm playing with playing corn. With maize, yeah. It's maize. Oh, maize. I yeah, said maids. Oh, yeah. Playing with maize. <laughs> playing with maize. It's a game. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that era is over. <laughs> that was like the, what, the 20s? Yeah, I was going to say that's where the where John Hamm and his brothers from that place yeah, were playing with maize. Yeah, that's Mad Men shit. Yeah, nah, nah, I nah, wasn't nah. home, honey. I was playing with the maize. I, I mean, I was at the maids. office. You could get a bunch of roommates and find yourself some cheaper rent that way. That would be fantastic. But it wouldn't be for you, right? Or Christopher, did you find a house yet? Christopher doesn't live anywhere either. You could live with a <laughs> guy with your same name. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is recruiting roommates for the future. All have to be either him or his wife's name. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the same name. Same name. Although he goes by Christopher. So that would be helpful in your house, actually. No confusion. No. No collusion. <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump has no collusion. John, Donald Trump? 
Um, Vote for John, old dude. Dude, speaking of cinnamon and just the highest <laughs> end chives I have ever had, dang fangled Tom, I got to tell you, is it warm or is it just that perfect balance of cinnamon and cardamom and all of those? Beautiful spices coming together in the three to one espresso based chai viable barista blend. Thank you, Santa Cruz chai. Uh, I it warms not only your palate but your heart. Do you know what wassail is? I love waffles. <laughs> wassail. No, I don't even know how you spell it. Wassail. I know the Duke of Wesselton. Jenny's family makes it. They're from Minnesota. Apparently, it's this. Um, thing it's like a it's a it's like a drink it's like a a beverage with like mulling spices almost yep. like a cidery thing but it's got mm. some different alcohols in it it's like a oh okay it's almost like it's like mulled cider but it's a, it's a mix down oh, i feel like you could definitely i could see I going for going. some chai chai ish mm -hmm. wa like what's up with spiked chai like could uh, you do what's not up with it you guys just the cojones to put it together that's all I think I could get down with that. I know I could get down with that. The Christmas Mart that we used to go to in Cambria when we lived in Slow is you just walk around this magical property that's all decked out for Christmas. Oh, yeah. There's like acres. But you can get, you know, hot chocolate with some Baileys in there right. or whiskey in your whatever. But I think some spiked chai could go well. I mean, here's the deal. You take the chai, you put it with some hot apple cider, and then you put some whiskey in there, and you've got yourself That's what I'm saying. a surefire winner for That's this holiday up. season. Some, and Somebody try that shit. And then when it's left Let over, what you do is you make yourself normal amazing chais and... Uh, that's pretty much where we're at with that. Whatever I mean, leftover alcohol you have, just give it to the kids. Just go to their website, link in bio, find yourself a thing. <laughs> if you want to get ham as a cafe and you want the best of the best, get that barista brew going, okay? Get it creamy, get it spicy, get it just that perfect balance of sweet to cream, and it's on, Tom. It's good. Santa Cruz chai. Chai guy. To you and yours, happy Thanksgiving, okay? Could the flavors match better? I don't think so. Probably not. <sighs> Probably not going to happen. Anyway, now that I feel warmed in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> what's the um, what's the next evolution of the podcast, I wonder? what's The next evolution of the podcast? <sighs> I really don't know right now. Only because we're working on the next evolution of our business. I think if we're transparent with the progress of our business, it'd be really nice. I think it'd be fun to talk and share maybe some small links to some of those video series with that uh, we're working on that we're not quite ready to release. But, you know, some little snippets where you can, like, attach one from the other. We could talk about something. We could do something. We could, like, probably bring on some people to talk about their passions and our growth. I think we need to involve Tanner and Kristen and Alex and some of these people... Grace sitting here, just look at him go. Like looking at Grace, I'm looking at Chuck. They're connecting together. We gotta get Chuck on more, honestly. I know, I know. Got some things that people need to hear. I kind of want to learn. <coughs> In fact, Carol, I'd I'd love. This is unfair for you to have to go do, but if you happen in the back of your mind to get start seeking out some like cool other business owners who want to talk about their growth, I'd like to sit down and talk to some other business uh, owners around just how they grew their companies, some of the struggle strategies, you know, it'd be cool to get Julia and Todd back on here and talk about some of the legitimate things they've gone through in business. Cause we've all talked about like the stuff that makes them rad and us rad as people. But if you want to get to brass tacks, I think it'd be pretty interesting to talk through how that stuff works. Who else would you want to talk to? 
I mean, it'd be interesting to see the Schultz, obviously. We've talked about him in the past. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, we should actually probably get DeFerio on here. He's been talking a lot about how he runs cafes, keys to the shop, and just talk through like what his whole world looks like. It'd be interesting to get people from Blue Bottle to talk through the transition from like all of it to where it is now and what it feels like. Like talk to James? James would be sick, but yeah, even like Selly, you know, our gal pal. Yeah, or Emily maybe. Yeah, Emily would be fantastic. We could probably talk about how their um, green buying shifted. It actually improved a lot with, um, oh, I can see Stephen How Vick. honest do you think those people can be? Like, not that those, not that they're not honest people, but how honest can you be about the state of your business? I think like it'd be obvious if they weren't, and that's what the fun part would be. So even if they, whatever we got out of them, it'd be interesting enough to know if they were going through it honestly or if they were going through it you, you'd see the difference basically there'd be a mishmash i'm sure you think so i think a lot of them would be mostly honest and then i think it'd be really obvious where they weren't able to talk about it and i think it'd be okay for them to say i'm not able to talk about this in the way that uh, we'd be able to like say oh we can tell or i don't know you know like it's obvious when we can't talk about things we're, we're pretty well there's one probing. thing about can't talking about things and there's one thing about like won't not necessarily lying but just won't talk about things we could keep so probing. it's like it, as hard of a time that w we were having yeah. when we were at the tail end of working elsewhere elsewhere you never would have known and we never would say anything negative about the company in public and sure. like everything outward facing was always good and, and not none of those were lies yeah. it was more of just selective well, storytelling and kind of realizing that yeah, yeah like this is where i work this is my job this is pro like i it's not really my place to talk about these things for all these other right. people to hear i just think the learning opportunities and the stories and the strategies are still able to be shared perfect or not the they're still able to be shared in our interesting conversation mm, pieces I so i don't necessarily going. need to know how they feel about it all but i do think it's interesting for people out there to learn about how the process is so for instance like I posted something today where I actually love being able to go in and touch things in our cafes and improve them and touch the roaster and make the coffee and do some of those things. I can't do it all the time, but it's really fun to do and it's really energizing. And at this, as you grow into ownership, that homeboy we're talking to, he said it pretty well. He's all, you have to work on the business, not in the business. And that's a big shift for all of us. Right. So even just being able to hear, the progression somewhere of how that's changed, what people do, how that works, just hearing people's perspective on it. I mean, I think that's something that the world doesn't talk about a lot. We kind of try to talk about it some and a lot, but we're still in the middle of processing it so much that it's probably not even that clear. It's just like, here's how we feel. It's hard and it sucks and it rules and it's a thing. And But being able to hear other people might even prompt us to process some of it live and be able to speak to what we're going through compared to those companies that get like millions of dollars injected into it and how they approach something versus how we approach something and talking about it in the juxtaposition of money to no money comparatively and how we raise funds stuff like that i think is interesting mm. what's your approach what's your problem solving what's your rick victor vector that's what that's what i currently think a lot about is is, it, is simon sinek the guy who says do less with more all the time I mean, a lot of people say that. Yeah, Simon I think, but I mean, the, I think he's the one with like the, the leadership thing, right? The like the level five leader. Uh, he's is that a leaders eat last? I think so. Thing? Yeah. Oh no, you're talking about John Maxwell, I think. 
Is John Maxwell have level five leadership? No, I think I think it's Cynic who's who levels. I don't know. One of those people. I think it's Cynic does like levels of leadership, and he like. John Maxwell has the levels of leadership. They're I don't know if they're nu numbered like that. Yeah, this is numbered, numerical but, for sure. Uh, they're okay. This is probably different. The level five. I should just Google it. Level five. I think it's Simon Cynic though. Anyway, where was I even going with that? I don't know. You were talking about strategies and learning from other people. Shipman, shipman, shipmate, shipmate. Whatever. Anyway, I had an idea. Level five <laughs> leader. Let's the more I think about things, the more I think that it's like really not complicated to know what you're supposed to do. It's just oh, Jim Collins. It's just great. tough to like swallow the pill of what you need to do. <laughs> There's so much to it. I think for me, I like the perspectives. I like the conversation around how people approach the stuff. Yeah. I like the approach knowing that there's no static way. Infinite business, as we talked about on the last podcast, to me means that there is infinite ways to problem solve lots of the shit. And I want to hear how a lot of people problem solve because that opens my mind. It gets my mind thinking about different ways and keeps me from being too much in the box even though i try very hard to be out of my box all the time anyway try very hard to what be out of a box in general oh. like i'm pretty sure i'm all over the place enough but i still i think it's the mix of being able to hear how other people approach that keep me from going too far out of the box while keeping me interested in exploring like, what is in a successful company like the weirdest thing you've heard recently like the most out of the box thing that is different than you know that's yeah, what's the most out-of-the-box thing you've heard of recently? Out-of-the-box recently. Out-of-the-box recently. That's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, it's too fresh, so honestly, the way that Walt Disney put together his Imagineering crew to make Disneyland happen was very out-of-the-box at the time. Because he took people who had no... One guy was talking about how he had to learn how to create physics when he had never gone to school for that. So he had to teach himself trigonometry and all this shit in order to make something happen. That's like, to me, a thing from obviously like a hero of mine, but hearing the process of like somebody signing up and having enough belief to go and teach themselves trigonometry in order to build something that worked in real life is uh, outside of the box way of thinking about things. Something that is like a very vague idea. But ultimately, you're right. It's all twists on the same ideas, but it's how do you implement them in a way that's inspiring to the right group of people or to you so that you can even inspire anybody to do what the fuck you want to do. That's the hard part for me right now, honestly. But that's it, where people help, to it, me. It's like, uh, yeah. I Yeah. I have a problem of not talking about my ideas i just keep them in and that's starting to become my enemy for sure so just even vocalizing things that are on my mind has been like a big hump that i need to come over that i'm not even close to over yet right um so that i don't go home frustrated all the time but yeah it's that's a good example because it's interesting because the more that i read the more that it's the thread is so similar that it's like you know exactly what you need to do it's mm -hmm. like having the courage to do it thinking long enough ahead to be able to uh, like stomach the meantime yes and almost like delaying gratification for long enough to build the organization you know that is possible rather than just build something that's going to make you happy right now right. or give you the quickest and easiest return
Yeah, and oftentimes that delayed gratification is unfortunately oftentimes years longer than you even expect it to be when you pre-plan to delay. You're like, oh, it's going to be fine. It'll be like three years out. It's like maybe it's actually more like 10 years out. Yeah. <laughs> and that part is even just step one for yourself. Then how do you take that and help people to understand that the long play, which you can't get everybody, but get people on board to work towards the long See, play. See, I think the longer the play is, the, the easier no, the easier it is to get people on board. Mm, interesting. Because the short play, in my mind, is the driver of all the stresses of why people end up quitting mm. organizations. Like that could be if you partial. try to do too much too soon, right. all of a sudden work isn't very fun anymore. Because you're putting people under boatloads of stress right. to meet an arbitrary goal that is like, make the numbers this year, make this year, right. grow this many stores, or do this many things. You're putting growth above like the quality of life of people at the store. Whereas if everybody understands that like one of our biggest metrics of success is coming in every day, feeling energized to do the work we have to do, right. it's financially viable at a base level. No one's going to get rich right away. Yeah. But can you come to work for five years if every day is fucking dope? And right. I think, yeah, you can, but it's much harder to come to work every day when work just kind of sucks. And you're like, dude, I got one more year at this place max because I'm fucking stressed all the time. I think you're almost all there. The hard part for some is in five years, they could go from single to married. And that's when the financial stressors kick in. So you're not wrong. They just have to know full and clear like this is your ceiling for the next five years and kind of sure and then it's, and it's easier to manage expectations because i agree if, you, if you're able if you're able kind of just period whatever that looks like to get through it and survive your right baseline then it's totally rad it's just if you're ambitious in such a way where or if something kicks in and you need more then that's where it starts getting harder for oh sure. yeah but that's I mean, that's the life of business a, a lot so of those things sure. are out of any businesses control. out of control you know what i'm saying totally. so where it's like anybody in this room right now could decide that they need to pay four thousand bucks for rent sure get married have two kids and like right we can't really do anything about that no but that's that's less of it's like there's different kinds of attrition yeah. right so that's someone leaving because they have a dream they they know what right. they need for themselves mm -hmm. they just can't have it here and that that's totally fine like every, totally every 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 business has its limit, right? Like not everybody that works for even a big company like Disney is going to be balling. Like there's no. some people who are going to be entry level. They're going to progress sure. a little bit. And not everyone's prime for big time CEOs like living in the Hollywood Hills. No, no, no. Totally. And, uh, but I think as long as everyone knows what they're in for. Yeah. Then it's, and it's not like, mismanaged. This is the job. Yeah. This is like a realistic version that we see of the future. Yep. Come on in do great work let's make it and, fun yeah and it's make it fun and then it, it's less about the it's less about like the the individuals in the organization but building the organization that can kind of stand the test of time yeah like, overall like people who work here are generally happy yeah. whether you stay for three years or if you can be one of those people who can stay for six seven eight nine yeah. ten it's interesting because i'm thinking about there was this part at the end of the first episode of the Imagineering where some of the people who were like were there, right, and helped build Disneyland were just talking about like what happened like the day Disney died and all that stuff and like that whole thing. And it was so there's this balance. Some people are so ambitious that they need to be striving to do big things. So many of the guys, the old dudes, were just like literally in super big tears still just thinking about 
Walt Disney. Like it was still that big of a thing. And in the conjunction with that, just to speak on it, a lot of them had like the most stressful years of their lives making the things they made. Right. They're different kinds of people. Don't get me wrong. No, no, no. Yeah. You bring up a really good point. And this is something that um, Stanley McChrystal wrote about in that Leader's Myth and Reality book. Right. He said a lot of people will defer their basically their own health their own well-being right in order to work for someone who's truly a visionary because the work that you're able to create trumps all of like that feet makes you feel a certain it way it makes you feel a certain way and it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity and i actually resonate with that but i think it's a dangerous role model to have in the same way mm. that when people talk about business ownership and entrepreneurship right they often compare to these people like walt disney like steve jobs that are just literally one in a billion right like psychotic the odds that you work for one of those people are is really 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 rare right you know the closest we have now is maybe like a elon musk or something like sure um so if you're working on some of his like higher end projects maybe you're kind of feeling that too feeling Feeling that joy of doing something that no one else on the planet Mm -hmm. is able to do. Like, nobody built a brand around, like, the things like Apple did. Nobody, like, created experience like Disney at the time. And and nobody's doing some of the things that Elon's doing right now. It's just, like, ultra rare. His sick truck car. And I I think that's dope. But sure. I think we need to be cautious because yeah. most of us do not have organizations like that. We, it doesn't mean that right. we don't have big dreams and it doesn't mean that we can't change the world in positive ways. But there is a downfall to acting like you're Steve Jobs when you're not. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for Well, yeah, acting like you're Steve Jobs is a different world. For or sure. even like like pretending like you can run your organization the same way. Oh, right. You have to have a big goal in order to go there. It has to be pretty clear. You have to have a big goal. It has to be it has to like, be funded. Too. It has to be at the right time, and yeah. it has to be. I mean, these are things that are just like earth shattering. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the entertainment industry, Disney well, changed the entertainment industry. What it meant to entertain and what it meant to do guest service, right? Yeah. Whether you're a fan or not, they did that. You know, I'm not oh, a fanboy. Sure. But, like, the impact that they had on every child from our generation continue to have to this day. Yeah. The experience that they provide at their at their parks, it's nuts. Yeah, it's a hard like, work. It's it's earth-shattering. Yeah. You and know? Totally. And to be able to bounce that. So let's just do, like... And the same thing with, like, with right now in, like, when we're talking about what... A, like electric cars are the beginning of it. You know, that's no, like sure. part of his vision. Like every right. car, every car on the road is going to be electric at some point. Sure. Right. And, or like the vast majority of them. And the way that someone like Musk is doing that is when he built those Teslas, he, he released the plans to everybody. Like every automotive maker had access to the things that yeah. he created because his dream isn't to build the best electric car it's to have everybody driving yeah. electric he's cars fast tracking it so no he's just th- he's just thinking lo- yeah he's fast he's tracking fast but track he's it. also thinking bigger than his own company right he's got a vision that extends beyond the walls of that and it's like in order for this dream to become a reality something that's gonna change theoretically change life on this planet impact this planet in a huge way as many people need to do this as possible yeah 
I, yeah, no I'm going to put them on the fast track to doing this, even if it means me selling less cars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And He's got a bigger vision. And in doing that, he builds, like, he's, he's extremely clear about what he's about, builds the status of his own brand at the same time. Right. Because now it's like, you know, if you drive a Tesla, you stand for something. Let's get you, him on the podcast. I mean, it'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> there's there are these people who I think people will suffer for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I don't sure. even think I'd want anybody to suffer for us, but I do think there are people that are that hungry to get out and get something. That's all. Yeah, and, and if, I mean, if people, you don't give them something to get after, that's when that's when I think sometimes. I mean, you can get after stuff and have a good time, but yeah. like at the hands of Walt Disney, people no, they are were like suffering. Getting, yeah, you they know were what going I mean. Ham with and their they're lives. suffering because they knew that it this was going to change cray. the world. Yeah, it was nuts. Which is. Which is dope. It's just they uh, were down to the wire, and he had to pick for uh, drinking fountains or toilets so they could open the cap the park. And he yeah. had, he picked toilets, and then it was all they forced. He forced us to buy soda. It just <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cool to see to see that, and it, it's interesting to have you be so inspired li- by someone like him because he is someone who put his vision above his people at pretty much all times and then he did some certain things to ensure that like the people were it seemed like he was checking in on the people but he was really checking in on his vision oh only on the you vision. know what i mean he like, was on his vision like him walking the park is not really about him checking in on his people it's about no, making sure that everything is dialed yeah. and like his people were tools yeah to execute the vision he definitely did that but he also tried to make sure they're having a good time doing it so it wasn't only like the way you treated each other was still there's still a positive spin on it. Yeah, was there? According to the people who are on the documentary, he had the belief that everybody was a good person. He well, was not like a That might be true. And to treat everybody really well with the common decency. Whether that's true or not, he might have done bad business moves that made him feel otherwise, but I think maybe the way he physically treated people, he probably didn't see the connection like we do into how you like use people and treat people as a human being, if that I'm- makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure he was like incredibly, like really incredibly charming. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like everybody was like, just felt good when he was around. Oh, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Which is not always felt good positive. or felt like they were in the presence of a great power. Yeah, it was. They were definitely enchanted, no matter what. Right. Yeah. Which is like that's how I can imagine someone like Jobs feeling to where it's like maybe he doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. But you can kind of tell that you're in the presence of so-called greatness yeah i think the thing with jobs is everybody was intimidated and or afraid of him and i, don't I think, think the same is true for disney everything that i've read suggests that he was like they were a af- burly badass he was but i don't think they were literally afraid of like like drop of the hat i'm losing my job i think they were afraid of letting him down so i think that was the difference from the way people talk about jobs and disney is it's like they wanted to do it for him they wanted to do it for jobs but it was also like i believe in this crazy thing and i don't want to get fired even down to how Guy talks about it. Yeah. But different people, too. I think Jobs also would appreciate people who would kind of, in a way, stand up to him. And I don't think people would do that to Disney. So Actually, that's not true, according to what I heard last night. I think they would get in arguments all the time. But who knows how that works? I wasn't there. There was Dick Nunes was on there. Oh, was he? Uh-huh. And he was saying that he would argue with Walt all the time, and they would get into huge arguments. Great. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, that's why I think I liked it. Yeah. But it's fresh. It sounds like an interesting... It's only one of like a whole like they're one hours each and there's now there's three of them and it's like a series. So yeah. I don't know, I listen to the first Who one. Who made it? Totally. It said it at the end. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. Somebody. It's got a lot of old footage of like them tearing down 
It's a good question. Imagineering. Was it a Disney-made thing? or It's on Disney+, Plus, so I'm sure it is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to obviously have a spin. Imagineering docuseries. Let's see. Created by... It's got it's got old Dick Nunes, Bill... Somebody... Burr... I forget his name. Bill Burr is a comedian. Bur- is Bruce in there? Bill Burr is in there. Just Bill talking Burr. real. Yeah, that's whatevs. Anyway. Steve Kerr, Bill Burr. Steve Kerr's in there just bringing the heat. Uh, I don't really have... Documentary, uh, what director? I, I feel like we just lost steam. Should we, we go have it. a meeting? Yeah, we have a lot of meetings to have, so let's go do them. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. It will have passed by the time you listen to this. But Leslie Iwerks, in case you're wondering, never heard of that person. They've expanded the original plans. Bet she's great. <laughs> All right, later, y'all. Good morrow. Happy Thanksgiving. I don't know how old he is. Ten, whatever. They all look the same. Kid age. He needs a friend in the world, and it is not his mom. Hey, everybody. How's it going? This is Carol coming at you with a quick announcement. I just wanted to... Anyways, at the same time, there's going to be empanadas, and that is tight. Um, 65 people will be there, (laughs) hopefully. It's also free, which is dope. December 14th. Okay, bye.